for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Sleep Nation. How's it going today, guys? What's up, well. Tom? How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. It's it, it's starting to get nice out in Texas. Like, we just had a bunch of, like, crazy mm-hmm. weather, and now it's just, like, the four days of really nice weather before the crazy weather comes back. So, it's like... Oh, yeah. I love it. So... Um, first off, I want to thank you guys so much for, uh, giving me, giving us the time to sit down and chat a little bit. I'm really excited to, uh, learn a little bit more about what you guys got going on. Uh, listen to the new single headlights. I uh, watched the music video. The music video is really interesting. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Cool. Um, but first off, before we kind of jump into everything you got going on, uh, let's have you guys introduce yourselves individually and uh, kind of who you are and what you do in the band. Okay. Uh, we could start with Brian. Uh, I'll let you take the lead uh, Brian. Brian. What? <laughs> I thought I'd okay. take the lead on that. Okay. My name is Brian Merritt. I'm the vocals and guitar for Sleep Nation. And I do keys and everything uh, that's uh, stringed or not, you know, or has a plastic key. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm Joey Loretta, the drummer for Sleep Nation. Does everything else not, not the auxiliaries, basically. Awesome. So. And it's just uh, the two of you in the band, or is there more members? It's just a two-piece. Awesome. I was kind of thrown off on the music video when I saw four people in the uh, mm-hmm. in the car. But uh, so I, I we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so awesome. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. Um, Thank you. How did Sleep Nation kind of come together? We'll kind of start collectively, and then we'll branch out individually. Okay. Uh, Well, Sleep Nation's been around since, like, 2011. Uh, It kind of came out of another uh, band of the – we just changed the name. Um, And kind of 2011 started Sleep Nation, so I guess we've – you know, been a band for about 10 years now, but it's kind of been through some recycling and, and change ups a little bit. And I guess, uh, three years ago, Joey answered a Facebook message that I posted on a local musician, uh, Facebook group, uh, Facebook group chat. And man, he's been, you know, he's been like, probably out of anybody that I've played with in sleep nation, that's been a part of sleep nation. He has just as much drive as I do for this band. And that's kind of been, you know, that's awesome. I mean, that's so hard to find because a lot of people, you know, they get into it and they're like, man, you guys, you know, practice, uh, like, once a week and you know you gotta learn the stuff before you get there and there's so much time involved and people are just not 
they're once they get into it, they're like, man, it's cool being in a band, but they don't realize how much drive and effort and how many shows that you, you know, start playing. And then you realize that sometimes every show is not as fun because something may go wrong or, you know, you've only got like five people out there and it's your, um, you know, it's your in-laws or something. <laughs> so. Yeah. Brian kind of said it better. Um, I had, I had known about the nation previously before joining up. I was actually in a different band at the time. Um, when I seen his post at the time, so I was looking for another group to join in with. And I mean, it was immediate. I seen this all that. And it's like, you know, I've seen this band, I've seen their shows, I've seen what they've done. And it just kind of ever since then, ever since we joined together, you know, like Brian said, it's kind of like we, we can bounce ideas off each other and they just, it, the glue was there. Um, all the ideas, every, every bit of the, like, even for our practices, really, and that's, like, it's one of those things where it doesn't even have to be vocalized and we already know what the other thinking, essentially. Awesome. Um, so it just kind of, it just kind of works out together. And even as, even, even currently as the stage just been now with the two piece, uh, we just feel sometimes that just works better. Um, just, just with us too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. And actually, mm -hmm. Joey, I want to apologize to you because I finally realized where I recognize you from. We were talking <laughs> about uh, your previous band. We were supposed to be doing something back yeah, yeah, a couple, yeah. couple years ago. That, mm. uh, that, that kind of all fell through. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know, I, I know I've seen this guy before somewhere. So <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here. I was like, I recognize that name. Let me, while he's talking, let me just look in Facebook really quick. And where do I recognize this name from? <laughs> yeah. And I, opened up our previous oh. message chat and I was like, Oh, yep. That's exactly what it is. I get around. We stole him away. <laughs> nice. Hey, that's awesome. Um, so let's, um, I guess we'll start with, uh, Bran here. Uh, what was your introduction into music? Like what's kind of your one-on-one origin story in music? My superhero origin story, uh, for, for, for music is, uh, the first song that I uh, could be my favorites, you know, like I, I think I was like five at the time and California mm -hmm. raisins were out. That kind of dates me a little bit, but they, uh, they did a cover of, I heard it through the grapevine. Mm -hmm. So as like five years old, you know, I resonate like that song just got me. And then a couple years after that, uh, I'll never forget the first time that I heard Phil Collins on the radio. And I asked my uh, grandmother, I was like, who is that? She's like uh, Phil Collins. And he's, uh, he was in a band Genesis. And so, you know, like at seven years old, I'm, I'm already becoming kind of a fanatic already. And that was, you know, Phil Collins has been one of my favorite musicians of all time. And my mother passed away whenever I was 12 years old of cancer. Mm -hmm. And I just was in, you know, such a depressive state and I had to find something to, to alleviate that, that pain and suffering. And a year or two after that, I found, um, the guitar and it just, I was like, man, this is, this is like the remedy that I, you know, was looking for to just like, you know, solve all the, all of my problems pretty yeah. much. I mean, it, it's been solving problems since, uh, since I first picked it up, you know, mm -hmm. gotcha. Gotcha. 
Yeah, M- music is definitely a, a cure for uh, for many things. So um, I, I I wouldn't say I had as early of a start as many. Um, my, my my travel with music didn't really start till like middle school. Um, usually, you know, at that age, I was I was always one of the taller kids. So what helped progress that was my parents were kind of like, you need to get yourself into something. You need to do something, do something after school. Kind I guess kind of get them out of my, out of their hair or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so their first stop because I was a tall kid in school was to try out for basketball. That was a lesson learned. <laughs> Just because you're tall doesn't mean you can play basketball. So yeah. after that, it was kind of my dad's idea. He had he had been a type of player in school himself. So I had the impression, you know, joining band in school, I was like, you know, bands for bands for geeks, bands for nerds, you know, whatever. But I thought, you know what, I put some thought into it. I was like, you know, if I'm going to join band, I'm going to be I'm going to be the guy that plays drums. Because I always thought that was kind of cool. So that's kind of where my history with that came into in middle school was joining the band as a drummer and moving on to drum line in high school and just kind of going so forth with that in high school and joining up with, you know, actual local groups and playing music. I'm um, listening to a lot of times with my parents' CDs, it was always 80s and 90s music. So definitely something that's different from what you hear on the radio today, something that we're always trying to keep alive. So that's kind of where my route came from. Awesome. And then who are you, who are some of your influences, like just as far as artists, who are you listening to? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, back in the 80s, it was like a lot of sticks. Police, Rush is a big one for me because you got to love some Neil Peart there. Yeah. Um, I just go on the list with that. So um, I'm always looking for new artists to listen to as well, even in the modern age. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then uh, how long has, uh, how long have you guys been together? Or, yeah. How long has Sleep, I get, how long has Sleep Nation been together as a collective? Well, we, uh, Sleep Nation started in 2011. Okay. Uh, Joey's been with uh, Sleep Nation since I believe it was like 20, um, 2019. Okay. Is that correct, Joey? About two or three years now or so. Okay. Yeah. Flies, yeah. So, and Time then uh, right before COVID hit, uh, we, we had a bass player. We had a lead guitar player, mm-hmm. um, Seth and Micah, which you see those guys in the video. Yeah. Uh, right before COVID hit, um, they just not really going to get into the, the mechanics of, uh, I don't know, just kind of in the back of my mind, I always knew that I wanted to do something, you know, that was like a two piece or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just something I knew that sleep nation was not going to exist as like a normal, like four piece band. And in the back of my mind, I knew that this was going to happen. And, you know, they, that just kind of thing like life started happening and then COVID hit. And so they kind of, they kind of left and, and on every, on good terms. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so, I just was like, Joey, let's do a, let's do a two piece, man. Let's just see what, you know, where it takes us. And I would never forget the first couple months that we made that decision as a collective unit to become a two piece that the songs just started rolling out. I mean, we, we literally have from, uh, from the time of like us making that decision, which has been, um, I don't know, you know, about a year or so, uh, cause we haven't really been able to play any shows. We've done some live streams, but I mean, we've, we've got enough stuff for a full album. Awesome. Awesome. Of all the new material. Nice. At least it's more. 
since you kind of brought up writing and all that stuff, what is kind of the creative process for Sleep Nation? Currently, um, Joey and I will kind of jam on something. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if we, if something perks, you know, our interest, we're like, let's keep that. So then we, you know, he'll like send me a, a rough demo of what we did at practice or something. And I'll just go work on, um, the uh, computer and start building the song on there and just kind of come up with a, a demo version of it on there and then, then write the lyrics to it and then bring it back to Joey. And he kind of puts his final touch on it. Nice. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you guys just released a single headlights back in April, yep. right? Yeah, Is that the correct. first single that you guys have released as the current lineup is uh, sleep nation? That's the, yes. First. Um, yeah. How's uh, what, what, first off, what's kind of the story behind headlights before we dive any deeper into it? Uh, I wrote headlights, um, back when, uh, I was living with, uh, like five other guys in a, in a house and, and I was in my room, I'd shut my, you know, bedroom door and it, it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was working on this song and, uh, one of our old manager, Clint Gill, he, uh, he said, he said, you need to start writing songs with more like pop cultural references. So I took that as a challenge and I used that, uh, as like inspiration to create headlights. And it's, it's kind of our version of Wayne Cochran's, um, last kiss. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Pearl jam did a cover of it also. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the song, but it, it's kind of my version, Sleep Nation's version of that song. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, I mean, I'm guessing kind of the uh, how how did the or for, I guess the better way to phrase this question is how did the uh, pandemic kind of affect the release of the single since this song's been kind of in the works for a while. Uh, we've had the video for a long time. Uh, we probably filmed the video about two years ago and then we, we just been, but that wasn't, that was like editing issues. And then Mm -hmm. it just kind of happened that, uh, you know, COVID hit and it's like, man, we still haven't got this video, uh, back. And yeah. So yeah, COVID definitely delayed a lot of that. And, but we released it and, and I'm, I'm really proud of it and excited about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the, uh, headlights is that that's ultimately building since you mentioned you you had mentioned that you have, uh, enough music for like a full length. I'm assuming headlights is kind of the build up towards like a EP or an LP or what, what's kind of the plans moving uh, forward. Headlights was actually recorded. Headlights has actually been around for a really long time. Okay. Uh, Sleep Nations played that song uh, for probably like, I want to say seven or eight years. We okay. just never got around to recording it. And uh, we finally recorded it, I believe, in 2017. Okay. And we, we just been slowly releasing the singles from that recording process. But Joey and I uh, have got plans in the near future to go and record a full length album. Uh, we've got one more single to release, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be from that 2017 recording session. 
And then Joey and I are going to be doing um, the complete duo. You know, I, I call a sleep nation, the out of control dynamic duo nice. uh, uh, for, you know, that's kind of Joey and I's moniker for sleep nation now. And so once, once we, uh, once we release the, the next single after, after the, this one, and then um, we're going to be recording, going in to record a full album. Awesome. And you'll be doing that in uh, Nashville. You'll do you do all your recording yeah. in Nashville. Uh, so far, well, yeah, we, uh, the debut album was recorded at Beach Creek Studios. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, the last couple singles that we released, uh, including Headlots, um, has been recorded at uh, Verona Valley Studios. Okay. And that's where we'll be going next time. Cool, cool. And you'd mentioned that you got one more single off of the 2017 recording session. Uh, yes. Do you already have like a release date picked out or anything officially announced or is it all still kind of no we have probably the biggest uh i've had this idea in my pocket for a very long time mm -hmm. and it's a pretty massive music video idea okay and so that has to be pulled off before anything is decided after that gotcha gotcha so you, you want to get the music video in the can mm -hmm. and then oh yeah yeah. Cool. Cool. It's, it's always fun to see independent music videos. Cause you could just see the real creativeness and thoughtfulness of the, like of the artist, just because mm -hmm. there's no label saying, no, we need you to do this for the music that you're, mm -hmm. you know, like whatever. So I, mm -hmm. I always love seeing very um, bold and very outside the box, I guess is the best mm -hmm. one. Or ambitious. That that's the word I was looking for. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Well well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Um I, I appreciate that you included this in the uh uh ambitious uh category for <laughs> indie uh music. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um which brings me to the uh music video for headlights. Um you mentioned that you kind of um uh, that that's been in the can for a few years already. Yeah. Yeah. We recorded it. Uh, it's probably, I don't know. It, it, it just had, it was held up by COVID and held up by, um, getting the, the video back for editing reasons. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. That, that video is, we, we had a, uh, we had a different vehicle picked out and somebody was supposed to bring their like <laughs> classic, uh, 1960s galaxy or something like that that was like a convertible that we were gonna uh use and then that didn't turn out That's so <laughs> it was uh we were like we just had to use somebody's vehicle that was there and yeah so that's that's why we're riding around in a jeep and you know not anything else nice um and then so because it was recorded so long ago that's why the two old uh yes previous members yeah mm -hmm. yeah gotcha. And uh, I, I don't know if this is very clear in the video, but at the end, it's like shows a little um, MS DOS, uh, yeah. you know, like old 80s style. And it said that two members were lost in uh, in space pretty much. So <laughs> we, we tried to kind of slightly say that they were, you know, they're lost they, in space <laughs> in the video and, and they're gone too in the, in the Sleep Nation lineup. So. 
Yeah, we right. had to find a way to make up for it since uh, the, the the whole video was recorded pre-pandemic, obviously, and yeah. all the uh, loss of members and things had happened kind of closer to the pandemic time. So, uh, timing was definitely definitely relevant as far as when to release it, and definitely editing as far as um, kind of putting it out in a subtle way where it wasn't just saying we're shutting them off in a way. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No, the second you mentioned that I, when I was watching the video, I was, I noticed that the, like the computer coding, like uh, that type of effect came back up at the end, but I didn't really pay Mm -hmm. attention to what it said. I was just like, okay, it was on at the beginning and now they're bringing it up at the end, maybe, you know, and I just kind of tuned it out and I just happened to still have the video paused at six minutes, 56 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it says. We've mm-hmm. lost two in hyperspace. So, yeah. <laughs> Which, um, was the uh, song, or so the song is actually pretty long for yeah. an independent, what is it, end of yeah. like a little over six minutes? Yes, the song <laughs> rolls in at about six minutes and three seconds. Um, I'm assuming that was the initial intent or what? What was kind of the uh, thought process for making it a little bit longer than the average song? Well, with the debut album and the first like three singles that we released um, after the debut album, most of those songs are around the three to four minute range. Mm -hmm. And um, actually the guy who recorded and was the uh, engineer and producer on the first album, the debut album, he kind of got me in the thinking, you know, that we should be, you know, it's like a new band. We should be doing three, four minute songs. And, and that's what we did. And I, I still like stand by that, you know, Buddy Holly, um, as, as we reference in, in Headlights, um, he kind of had that, uh, you know, like ideology with songs. You know, you get in there, you say what you need to say and you get out. But Headlights... Uh, there, there was, there was a lot of material and a lot of, you know, words that were like just flowing out of me and, and I didn't really want to tamper with, um, I I tried a lot of different ways to cut that song down, but, um, I'm such a huge, like Pink Floyd and Genesis (laughs) fan got, you know, bands that do like 20 minute songs. And so I, I just couldn't, you know. I couldn't like the live version used to be a lot longer than that. So I cut it down to what it probably would have been. I got you. I got yeah. You know, at some point it's just kind of like you, you want to make it palatable for the average listener, but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you don't want to cut the soul out of the song. Like, Mm -hmm. so, so was the, the idea for the music video, was it supposed to be kind of an homage to Tesla or SpaceX? shooting yeah. that car into space was, yeah i yeah. picked up on that yeah i was trying to remember yeah. how long ago they did that and i was like wait a minute that that could work out right because i think they did that the early 2018 but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's exactly what we were going for uh but um you know i i saw that video and i was like man that's the cheesiest looking video i've ever seen in my life so i was like for headlights, we're going to make the cheesiest looking video that I've ever seen in my life. And and I, I believe we, uh, we definitely, uh, made a pretty cheesy looking video. So I guess 
you, you succeed you got what you wanted out of it so you yeah know. uh no the video is really cool um i did pick up i was kind of surprised that i remembered about the spacex launching the car into space and i picked mm-hmm. up on that so that was really cool um so now that the song now that the uh headlights is finally out after being recorded and kind of sitting in the back pocket for what would seem like forever um mm-hmm. what's kind of going through your mind now that it's released onto the world and kind of out there well uh really surprisingly after we released it before the video even came out it got on the uh new rock uh curated playlist on apple music and this is the first time that we've ever been selected to be on a curated playlist playlist on apple music and i was extremely excited especially with you know with it being like a six minute song and usually you don't like that stuff just doesn't happen for songs that are, you know, longer than like three or four minutes. And, um, so that was really exciting. Um, that that's, you can ask any independent band how hard it is to get their song selected for a curated playlist, um, for Apple music or Spotify or title or, or any of the, you know, Amazon music, any of the streaming services, yeah. like getting your song on a playlist is what you want. And somehow, some way we got, actually, I, it, it was all uh, <laughs> credit due to our, uh, to victory music buzz yeah. um, with uh, Jill working at victory music buzz. I'll give her, I, I know where all the credit is due. So. Gotcha. God, you're making me feel like I'm a, like the live and amplified playlist is like cheap or something. Cause we just, you send me your link. It, it'll be on there at some point. <laughs> like, no, no, I, I just, um, you know, like I've always, you know, since we've been yeah. released since like Apple music and Spotify, yeah. but has become literally the only way that people consume music now. Yeah. Um, that the curated playlist is just massive, you know, like that's, that's the end thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I have mixed opinions about Spotify and Apple music and like the music streaming stuff, but there is definitely a market out there and a way to build your music career off of Spotify off of Spotify or Apple music or Amazon or Deezer, or I guess Napster mm-hmm. to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, I won't go, I, mean, on a, I won't go on a tangent about it, but. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm with I, think you. Have, I think we could all have our opinions on some of the streaming companies, but I think what it really comes down to as, a, as an independent band and, you know, as, as far as, you know, local music support is just really trying to get your music in front of as many faces as you can and as many platforms as you can too. Yep. Um, definitely help. So. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just got to figure out kind of where the listeners are and where your music is going to be the most appreciated and digestible, you know, cause a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of bands right now are really into the idea of telling stories across an EP or an LP. So they, everything kind of has to be listened to in a certain way. And it's not really made to, Oh, I want to listen to track three. Now mm-hmm. I want to listen to track seven, you know, 
doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all my, you know, all my favorite bands do that exactly. You mm. know, like you can't really take a, a Pink Floyd song and select one out, you know, and then like enjoy it kind of by itself. It's like yeah. when you listen to Pink Floyd, you need to start at the beginning of one album and end it, you know, with that, you know, go from beginning to end yeah. to, you know, to, or you miss the entire story. I mean, they're, that, that's how they package their, their artwork, you know, that, and their, you know, their masterpiece. I mean, that's, it's like, if you, if you pick, you know, just listen to like a Pink Floyd single on the radio is kind of boring, you know, like, like they'll just play like time or, you know, they always play another brick in the wall. It's like, man, come on. Yeah. It's like the wall is an absolute masterpiece from front to back, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so headlights is out music videos out. You're working on Mm -hmm. the, um, next single, is is the next single or next single's already recorded? You're just trying to figure out the music mm-hmm. video. Yeah. Um, and you guys have spent the pandemic kind of writing out, planning mm-hmm. the first official recording session as you two, the duo of Sleep Nation. Right. Um, what's kind of that process been like? Just kind of sitting down and writing together. What's kind of been what's that been like? I guess that's just the best way to ask it. Well, the, just, just getting to make that decision was really hard because Joey and I didn't know what we were going to do as a, as a two piece. And we're like, how are we going to treat the original material Mm -hmm. losing, you know, two people. Um, so we kind of went about it with the, uh, what I call the, uh, 30 seconds to Mars slash 21 pilots, um, kind of method. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, if, if you're familiar, if you've ever seen uh, any of those bands play live, uh, they've, you know, well, actually any hip hop artists also, I mean, they're playing to, uh, tracks. Yeah. So, you know, we, it, it's kind of cheating, but we do it you know everybody else is doing it so why not us? <laughs> yeah and i'm sure once you if you once you start getting like the bigger the bigger shows and whatnot that make it a little bit more uh possible to bring in a fuller band like a live band to play with you instead of playing to a backing track or something i'm sure that's a possibility that you guys would explore mm. or not really i mean personally i i, I enjoyed the what what's going on right now Mm -hmm. and i think it's the first uh we we played at how we played a halloween show that was uh you know socially distanced Mm -hmm. and it was outside and and everybody was you know had their own space and you couldn't really there wasn't you know it it was it was uh everybody's being safe yeah um but uh and it was a pretty the light crowd so we felt comfortable playing the show but it was our first show as a two-piece and after we got done playing, um, everybody that was there was like, man, you guys sound like a full orchestra, but you're only two people. And mm-hmm. once I heard that, I said, you know, we don't, we don't need to go back to getting, a, you know, a, adding members to this band anymore. I mean, like the, 
the sound is with within these two people and that's why we need to keep it because it's just you know it's only going to add struggles you know if we add other members personally yeah i mean most 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 of the time you know a lot of bands would if they lost the members they'd be immediate out and kind of find a you know a replacement for both a bass player and a lead guitar player at this point but uh, me and Brian kind of we we definitely made the ultimate decision to say you know let's just try this and see how it works without trying to search out for other members and you know because obviously we've seen others like Thirty Seconds to Mars and stuff do it too so we're like well you know it's gonna be new experiences and I tell you you know this entire year year and a half since the pandemic's been going on we've learned quite a bit just doing this ourselves you know mm-hmm. as far as the backing tracks you know playing to clicks more more than you would normally you mm-hmm. know in ears all kinds of stuff so it's it's definitely been an experience for just us too. But I mean, as far as writing the music, you know, like I said before, with us being able to bounce ideas off each other really easy, there's not a whole lot of rejection from other possible members or schedule conflicts or anything of any that sort. So definitely made it a little easier, mm-hmm. I think, as far as it's concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like when I when I lay down a bass track, you know, and and if I don't like it, I can change it up and you know, nobody's going to get, uh, you know, pissy or, um, you know, get mad at me and call me a, um, you know, a dictator or anything. So fair enough. Fair enough. Um, obviously during the pandemic, there hasn't been a lot of live shows, but when there isn't a global pandemic going on, how often are you guys usually doing shows? as much as we can. I mean, we, we've played a couple live streams, uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, um, which, which just was really, that was just kind of us getting able to kind of get our feet wet and how the two piece dynamic was going to work. Um, but I will say like ever since that, that Halloween show that we realized, Hey, this, this is, this is different there's a breath of like fresh air here. There's, you know, people are going to look up and and notice us more so now than I think they would, if it was just like, you know, uh, well, it's the, you know, four, four dudes playing music. No, it's two guys playing and it sounds, you know, full and there's like even more stuff than we couldn't do as a, just a normal four piece. So, Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, um, as far as shows go, is there a place that you guys haven't played yet that you really want to play? Or is there like a bucket list city state venue that's kind of on the list? How do you have a bucket list, Joey? I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bucket list, but I mean, any, any, any musician has a dream to play on a big stage with a huge audience. So, you know, as, as soon as you can get on those huge stages, like, you know, Bridgestone and Nashville or a San Amphitheater, you know, those are, those are bigger stages too, or even just the big festivals. Any, any musician would dream to go play to a large audience at any given point in time. So, but you know, as we, as we take it back into getting into the end of this pandemic, hopefully, you know, we just take as many shows as we can get, get our, get our faces out there as as much as possible and get in front of as many people as possible. Gotcha. Brian, did you have anything? Mm, I I feel like that, uh, I mean, there's always, you know, shows that, um, there's places that I, I would love to play, uh, but that's that list is long. Yeah, but that nobody wants to hear that. I got you. you know, <laughs> super long list. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then 
so just kind of outside of music, what, what are you, what do you guys, what are your, some of your hobbies? What do you do outside of music? You mean there's a, there's a hobby outside of music? <laughs> I, mean, just, I mean, that, that, that's usually how a lot of my life is driven, you know, other than, you know, spending time with family and working a lot of times, you know, it's usually what consumes most of my hours in the week too. Um, and when I'm just home, it's usually, you know, doing any house chores or just, you know, regular vacations and things. And then if it's not that it's practicing the music and getting ready for our next practice or, gig or whatever's coming up so gotcha fair enough at least for me anyway <laughs> yeah. and aside from music anyway. <laughs> aside from music uh i i like to cook and i've got like five cats so they take up a lot of time um and so yeah uh that's that's kind of what i do aside from music and, <laughs> and my wife and i we like to we'll act a vacation as much as we can possibly. And, you know, nice. so. w- w- what kind of food do you make? Like what, what's your specialty, I guess, in the kitchen? Uh, probably, probably Asian. Um, I'm teriyaki chicken and fried rice. Nice. I've never mastered the fried rice aspect of life, but teriyaki <laughs> chicken is amazing. I love it. Yeah, I know. So, um, <laughs> But no, that's awesome. Um, and then uh, as things are kind of starting to open back up, do you guys have any shows on the books right now or what, what's oh, yeah. kind of the uh, plan moving forward? We're, we're, uh, we're definitely um, currently booking and we've got, we've got a show uh, May 28th uh, at the East Room in Nashville. Uh, we've got a show in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, June 4th. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things going on. We're doing a benefit, uh, June 20th, uh, for the homeless community in Cookville, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of, uh, where sleep nation was born, uh, technically. Uh, so, and that, that's where I went to, went to college at, uh, Tennessee tech there. And I just really connected with a lot of people still have a lot of connections in Cookville and there's just a growing need for, um, to help the the homeless community there. And I've kind of connected with a lot of community leaders in Cookville and we've got a um, big show going on there, uh, June 20th. So Awesome. If anybody wants to check that out, where's the uh, best place for information on that? All of our events are going to be posted on Facebook. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, Instagram and all this, you know, we've got it all. We, we have a TikTok. I mean, so <laughs> Nice. Uh, made it with the, made it with the time, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what, what's been what's your uh, most act or where are you guys most active on social media? Is it usually Instagram? Mm, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I mess around on Twitter a little bit. I like Twitter. I, it's kind of uh, I, I I have a love hate relationship with Twitter, but now I'm kind of uh, really enjoying it. So I've got a there's like. Um, I also kind of use it in my personal Twitter, but whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. um, uh, I hope that's okay with you, Joey. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, this, I think we spent a lot of this, uh, interview. Yeah. I used, uh, I used, uh, the, uh, sleep nation <laughs> Twitter account as my personal account. And, uh, I've, there, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if you can see my shirt, but yeah. it says in a God of Vita. Um, and this is, uh, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of uh, <laughs> Ernest fans on uh, on our Twitter account, um, Ernest P. World. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, Jim Varney's uh, character, Ernest. Uh, you know, Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. Well, th- this is a this shirt is a reference to um, uh, to that uh, to one of his um, movies that he did. So, oh well. Uh, but anyway, I know that was a lot. I, I went on a wild goose chase there. So, <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Twitter, you know, there, it's just it's kind of um, you can find little niches and and neat things. You know, like uh, like the there's like a huge like earnest community on Twitter. And then there's like a really cool indie rock. Like we, we connected with a nine inch nails cover band and, and we're playing with them on uh, June 4th in Huntsville. So uh, like Twitter's been kind of really cool with that. And um, so. Awesome. So you kind of use Twitter the same way I use Reddit. I'm so addicted to Reddit. Mm. Like it is nuts. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. Reddit so much. Um, but no, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you with Twitter. Like I have a love hate relationship and I have a tendency to use the live and amplified Twitter page as my personal Twitter page. Mm-hmm. And I've had to take some stuff down just because it, <laughs> it, I, I, I get a little passionate <laughs> on Twitter to say the least. <laughs> so, um, no, so I a hundred percent agree. Um, but, First off, I want to thank you guys so much for jumping on the, giving us the time to sit down and chat a little bit. Um, if people want to check out headlights, the video, the single and any upcoming music or anything else you got going on, where's the uh, best place for that? Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, Facebook video. Um, so all, all the, any, all the streaming any- services. I mean, you, you just kind of yeah. slur you, uh, search uh, sleep nation and either a mattress company will pull up or uh the out of control rock and roll dynamic duo which is sleep nation awesome yeah. awesome i do appreciate on our, on our facebook and instagram too so they'll, they'll either way all roads will direct you there anyway so gotcha awesome i do appreciate the fact that you guys share a name with a mattress company because that that's just <laughs> amazing i love it um but once again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you guys later. Thank you so much, Tom. We really appreciate this opportunity. You're awesome, man. Keep, keep. Uh, I've I've known about uh, Live and Amplified for for a while now, and and this is truly an honor um, being interviewed on this uh, on this podcast. Thank oh, you so great. much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. We're clear. All right, let me stop.